Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com to buy your pellets right now. Also by the Chops Power Injector. Forget about using one needle to inject your meats. The CHOPS Power Injector System has four needles for your injecting pleasure. You can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, kansascity.com. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, you can visit kcbs.us slash samstour for results, to register your team, or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that has taken the nation by storm. Well, so much so that YouTube has now kicked me off for whatever reason. What? Leave me alone, YouTube. Hello! We got trouble. We got big trouble. Anybody hear me? Anyway, we are live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe, and uh, we got a lot to get to this evening. Appreciate you joining me. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, 216-220-0966, you can also email the show. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. There I am. Uh, you can also just sit back, relax, and enjoy the fun and frivolity that is the Barbecue Central Show. Wow. We're playing a lot of catch up here. Internet issues tonight. I can smell it already. I can smell it already. 
Here's what's coming up in about 12 minutes from now. Joining me at 914. First timer to the show. A huge following on a lot of the social media stuff. Scott Thomas from GrillinFools.com. Scotty. I think he's got a very interesting story. He's got a very interesting growth pattern within the marketing of barbecue and grilling. Plus, the guy's just a really good, from what I can tell by pictures. And I think that's a, that's how much most of us have to go on these days, right? Well, some battery batteries in a dime bag. It's how good does the food look? If it's your food, we should also talk to Scott specifically about giving credit where credit is due because I think there are a lot of people out on the internet, no names please, rule one of the show, no names please. There's a lot of people out there that have pretty significant social media accounts that go ahead and pass off pictures right and left like they were the ones taking them. And believe me, they did not take them. That's not good to do. It's not good to do. Don't do that. So we'll talk to Scott Thomas coming up here in just a little bit. At 9.35, she will reprise her role here on this show. Robin Lindar's Grill Girl. Haven't talked to Robin in, it seems, well, not even does it seem, it's been months. Maybe even before the turn of the year. Maybe only once this year so far. Maybe zero times. She was a new mother the last time we talked to her. We can get a quick recap on being a parent after not being a parent for a long time. That's always fun. And we'll get a recap of the 2016 Memphis in May. She was a part of that. She did the grill, um, the, the all-girls grilling competition. She got to hang out with Harry Connick Jr. She got to hang out with Down to Smoke as part of their team. So lots to catch up. She sent me a lot of pictures that uh, we may or may Oh, man. She sent me a lot of pictures that we may or may not be going through. I'm sure I turn the volume off on this phone. I'm getting sport updates left and right. Left and right. That's left. Then we'll move to the second hour. And joining me in the second hour, 1014, he is the pit master of Unknown Barbecue. He's also the creator of Unknown Smoker Accessories. Jason Whitcomb will rejoin me on the show. More news to follow there in just a second. And then helping me close out the show, the official Texas embedded correspondent and uh, pitmaster of Rogue Cookers, Doug Scheiding, will be joining me. We'll get a little Texas update. So that's your show, 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Your two bits of contact information, should you see fit to join the show tonight. All right, uh, first and foremost, get out the social media posts and Facebook posts and all that other stuff. Let everybody in those shows on. Uh, I would tell you to go over to the audio-only portion, which is my main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's questionable at best right now. Questionable at best. For the last 45, 50 minutes, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. So if you're feeling froggy, and you like to gamble, and you don't want to see my face, and who does? I don't know. I still find it bizarre that we actually have video of this show going on right now. Nevertheless, if you want to try it out there, that's fine. Once you get pissed that it's dropping for whatever reason, and it started right around 8.10 this evening, then you can jump over to OutdoorCookingChannel.com, which is also where the video feed is. 
And you can also try your luck on Roku or some of the other internet protocol television platforms. If they have an app store, go there. Search for Outdoor Cooking Channel and then download the app and you're all set to go. Once again, my website, the audio only, thebbqcentralshow.com. Once you click on Listen Now, the thing that generates that has been herky-jerky at best. All right, uh, so yesterday was Memorial Day, so I want to give a shout-out to all my peeps. Happy Memorial Day. Hope you had a great day. Also, I hope everyone took some time out of their day yesterday to really reflect on what Memorial Day means, certainly having fun, cooking out. I think a lot of people view Memorial Day as the official launch of summer. A lot of kids just finished up school the previous week or just about to get out of school this week. It's kind of what we've come to know Memorial Day as, the official launch of summer cookouts, tomfoolery and shenanigans. But let's never forget that yesterday there were tens of thousands of our troops, both domestic and abroad, doing what they need to do so that we can keep the grills fired up the beer flowing down our respective faces and enjoying the freedoms that we have. Whether you like where the country is right now or not, you can't deny the fact that our freedoms are unlike no other country. And quite honestly, it's because the people that are putting it down day in and day out. Remember, the military here, unlike many other countries, is purely voluntary. So the people that are in the military are doing it by choice. Did you? I didn't. My brother did. He was a Navy vet. And I thank him for his service and everybody else that decided that they were going to serve this country. I give thanks to because it is voluntary and a lot of people don't. In fact, it's an it's an alarming percentage of the population as we move older, the millennials and younger that choose not to go into the military for even you know one one up four years or or whatever that's from a defense standpoint that's a little concerning right that might be a sign of where our time is at right now and kind of a, a disassociation of service and country and i don't know how to fix that at all i have no recommendations there aside from saying you know hey if you get out of high school you know, you might there might be a mandatory two-year serve. I mean, who knows? I'm just saying that the proof is in the pudding in the statistics. It pans out that it's not trending that people are going to go more into the armed services than not. It's exactly the opposite. So if you're in there right now and you are continuing to re-up and stay in the service, whether it's a career or whether you're just something you're passionate about now and you might not be four years from now, whatever, I thank you for doing the service that you're doing each and every day allowing us our freedoms, keeping us safe, and everybody that has ever served. Thank you very much from the Barbecue Central Show and me personally. Also, I want to welcome Jason Whitcomb, Unknown Smoker Accessories, the newest advertising partner of the show. Yes. If you don't know about him, we're going to talk to Jason, as I'd mentioned, at 1014 Little insider sneak peek, smoker accessories and grill accessories, lid hinges, 
stainless steel spice racks, stainless steel foil holders, stainless steel tool racks, everything you need to be clean, efficient, and effective in front of your fire implement or vessel. Whether it's in the backyard like me or on the competition circuit like Jason or a number of the other teams out there, these products can be used and enjoyed by one and all, and you go to unknownbbq.com slash shop. Unknownbbq.com slash shop. So thanks to Jason for coming aboard. Very excited to have him. Great, great products, by the way, if you haven't checked them out. By the way, if you like ways to better up the barbecue and grilling game, I say it each and every week, no better or easier way than to do it by going over to ButcherBBQ.com. Holy moly. You would recall last week, and I brought it back out, the new injection canisters. That's right. If you order injection from Dave previously, it's been in the bags, resealable bags. You know, great concept, great idea. It's been tried and true, but what happens when you don't close it all the way? It spills all over the place. You might as well be pouring money out and just letting it blow in the breeze. Dave was like, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. How about a plastic container with a seal shut top and, where is it, free measuring spoon inside with directions? You know you're getting it from the best. Winner of hundreds of barbecue championships. The 2012 Barbecue Food Championship World Foods on TV's Barbecue Pitmasters, which I believe is off the air now. I had a great run. But all the products that you need, all the new rubs and the tried and true rubs, still got the honey rub, still got the brisket and steak rub. You have the pecan, you have the cherry, you have the chipotle, you have the uh, Pitmaster Secret Blend, Double, Triple Secret Blend Rub from Dave. You got the Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Sauce. All of the injections. You have injection accoutrements like needles, injectors. Really, it's worth the time and effort to go over to ButcherBBQ.com and see what you are missing. If you've tried somebody else's commercially made injection and it hasn't worked for you in the past, you've had to throw it out. Now you can go to ButcherBBQ.com, click on Trade and Link, fill out what you have, send it over to Dave. He'll weigh it. Once it's weighed, he'll send you back in replacement some of his products. So you don't have to be left out in the cold. Your wife doesn't have to smack you around for wasting money when you could have took her out in the town for cocktails. No, Dave doesn't want that. I don't want it. Both Dave and I don't want that. And you don't want it. Go to ButcherBBQ.com and stock up. Always trust your butcher. That's what we say. That's the catch line. ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. All right, we're back with Scott Thomas from Grillin' Fools right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 
31 cities, 500,000 in single dollar bills. Plus eternal bragging rights if you win the whole damn thing. This weekend, the Sam's Club Barbecue Tour is rolling into Asheville, North Carolina for a local qualifying event. To keep up with the Sam's Tour, see where the next event will be, or to register your team to compete, there may be just a few spots left. Visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. Thanks to the good folks over at Sam's. All right, my first guest tonight kind of defines social media presence in the barbecue and grilling world. You probably already follow him on his various handles and internet website places and so forth. Grillingfools.com is the flagship. Let's head over to the hotline. Welcome first timer to the show, Scott Thomas. Scott, how are you, buddy? First time. Why is this the first time? That's just killing me. I don't know. We've like followed each other for, for years. How long? Is it years? At least. At Twitter. That's where I first found you was Twitter. And uh, you know, when I used to like that platform, but you know, now uh yeah. That's all Instagram. By the way, a majestic backdrop, and uh, perhaps, are you whiskey or bourbon guy? I'm a bourbon guy, yeah. yes. what, what do you got in the glass so, there? I've got a little bit of a Mulligan's bourbon, which is uh, um, a guy here in town makes it in Kentucky, so it's actually, um, and uh, yeah, so I it got a really high rating, and I just grabbed it and loved it, and I emailed the guy and said, hey, Send me some more. So he did. <laughs> are you uh, are you familiar with the podcast Whiskey Cast? Uh, I am not, but I'm going to have to go check that yeah, out now. Yeah, I'm telling you, that guy is. He inspired me to do that little barbecue roundup thing that I was doing. That I've since gone over to Meathead site and started doing. But his right. his the way he did it, and he's a very accomplished. Like real, you know me. I'm just a hack. That guy's actually right. a real journalist, and he's done it for years. You can tell by the way he talks. So uh, if yeah. you like that kind of stuff, I mean, I think you would. News and views and tasting notes and all that stuff to keep you kind of well-rounded in the bourbon section. I just like to drink it, really. Yeah, that, that's me. I was a scotch guy for a while and because I, I, I thought it was cool to drink single malt scotch. And then I realized I didn't really like scotch that much. So I uh, um, there's a few that I still drink. But I, I, I found bourbon, and, man, I am happy as a clam with bourbon. No doubt and about te- it. And tequila. I said tequila, too. Got to try the tequila. Scott Thomas is joining me here on the show. Uh, the website is grillinfools.com. So, Scott, for the people that aren't following you or maybe aren't familiar or turning into the show for the very first time tonight, uh, maybe a little background about you and where the, the passion for the live fire comes. Well, uh, so the running joke in my family is that I was sent to college with a, a suitcase and a grill and, uh, and a case of ramen noodles, which is about the only thing I haven't grilled is uh, ramen noodles. Um, so... So uh, I, I literally I started the website. Um, we, I was just talking to some guys on a, on a football site, and in the, in the summer months, we talked about what we grilled, and we shared the pictures like on uh, what is it, Flickr? Is that still around? Or, or uh, I don't know what are the it wasn't yeah. Flickr. I was an Image Shack or something like that. And I realized after a couple of years that that I had enough for a uh, for a uh, blog. So I, I put this all into a blog, and I use it just to kind of write off charcoal and grills that I'd buy. You know, it's like a tax thing, and then the so the guy at the local paper covered us, and then we got a couple things. We had to actually put out a real website and incorporate. So my little, my little, um, you know, tax shelter turned into a. I was hemorrhaging cash. So um, then I brought in it was grillandfool.com to start. And I brought in my dad and my cousin. It's all three of us. And um, since then, I mean, you know, we've done television fifty or sixty times. You know, I've been featured in the Wall Street Journal. I've flown all around the country, um, doing stuff, done radio shows, and and the the, the cream, the the actual jewel on top is this segment right here this is the most yeah national television poppycock let's get right onto the number one internet barbecue show right 
you know, flying to New York to go consult on Arby's web on Arby's menu because I'm a meat enthusiast. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But basically, what our shtick is, it's um, step by step, picture by picture, foolproof instructions. So we've screwed. We don't. We've never taken a class. We've never, you know, taught or, or we, we teach classes now. We've never, you know, we weren't taught this. We just kind of figured it out, and we figured it out by screwing up everything. We burnt and and undercooked, and you know, our families had to wait hours to eat that was supposed to be done. Like I did a whole pig. On, on Sunday, and it, it was two hours late because it was much bigger Ooh. than I expected. And we were, we got it on late. It was a long story. It wouldn't fit in the cooler, so I had to go store it at a at a local uh, uh, butcher shop, and I, so I couldn't get it as early. And so, yeah, it was it was a mess. It was yeah. an absolute mess. So the the question of the day is: you start small tax shelter idea, and then now you're you're here. Are you? Full time into grilling fool, or are you still like me with a day job, and you, this is what you do to generate, you know, the, the passion and, and maybe extra income or whatever else. It there's still a day job. Um, there's there's an exit strategy forming, um, but you know, it, I, I've been in IT for for 14 years, so I, I, I'm a senior level guy. You know, I, I make it, it pays well, so and and it, it, it it's not like I could I could jump ship and we downsize to one car and you know and and really, you know, no cable, you know, no, you know, really went bare. I could probably do it, but as long as I can double dip, I'm going to do it. And even when I could quit, I'm probably going to work and just pay down every nickel of debt I have, stack some money away, and then and then I'll walk away and you know, or do a part time thing or something like that. I know, like a lot of people say, when you're in your day job or you're trying to work to get out of it, and I'm in a similar boat. Except there's no way I could actually leave my day job. I would go right into destitution. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, it's always hard to say no to money, especially if you're making a good wage or a lot right, of money. Right. I mean, it's no matter what your passion is, if you've become an expert and, or a senior level guy or whatever you want to call it, and you're making a good buck, that's really tough to just say, I'm going to go follow my passion. Right, and, and it's it's a passion, <laughs> and I, I love doing it, but... I'm not sure about doing it, you know, seven days a week for, you know, because it's not something you just do from eight to five. I mean, that's not the way it works. It's not what we do. I mean, if you look over my shoulder here, I added that on over my deck, put lighting into it and, and a ceiling fan so that I could shoot at night and I could shoot in the rain. I could shoot in the snow or whatever. So, I mean, then, you know, that was, was $15,000 so I could do this crazy whatever this is in the evenings and on the weekends at night and things like that. So. So, um, what's like the the five year plan for grilling fools? You know, there's never been a plan. It, it, somebody said, "I said, what should I do?" I said, "Content, content, content." So I worked on content, and then somebody said, "Work on your pictures because they suck." And so I, I've improved them. Um, I'm still a hack. I st- I have to take 500 pictures to get 30 that I put on the you know for for a single post. Qua- uh, uh, quantity comes from or quality comes from quantity. Yeah. If I take enough of them. A couple of them are going to be good. It's, you know, the blind squirrel kind of theory. Right. So, you know, here's the thing. I'm making, you know, good money on Instagram right now, but that could change in a heartbeat. So I don't know. The plan is, the plan is to keep, you know, we're going to put out a little e-cookbook here. Um, I don't know if everyone want to publish a hardback, you know, an actual physical book cookbook, but I think we're going to do some small, really cheap, couple bucks, um, you know, with our best recipes and, and that kind of thing. Um, but other than that, it's kind of my the first goal is still still my my goal is content 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 and um and in doing that now that it's become a a, a business to 
to work with as many brands as I can and, and build that reputation where I want people coming back to me year after year after year and say, hey, we want to work with you. Um, we like what you do. You're easygoing. You know, you get it done. You're on time. You know, that kind of thing. Business-wise, I'm sure there's a lot of people that either are listening now or will get this in podcast. And you just said, you know, we're making decent money on Instagram right now. <laughs> I kind of know what that means, but I really don't know what that means. And I've really just taken to Instagram over the last maybe 12 months, uh, especially after seeing, man, I can't believe I'm going to say this because it sounds like really old. But since my kids are like really into it, how do you make money at Instagram? Like it's a bunch of people following you, and a lot. It's a lot of food pics, or I mean, it's not all food pics, but it's a lot of food pics, right? I mean, that's kind of like the Instagram niche. So, like, how do you make money at that? Brands absolutely love Instagram because they Instagram has um, the engagement of potential clients is like 120 times higher than Facebook, and like 180 times higher than Twitter. All right, you go to Facebook, you never leave. You sit there and you, you, you tool around in there. When's the last time you clicked on an ad on Facebook? I, I, I think I've done it once in my life. You know, and I'm not a big Facebook user, so that, that's not saying much. And Twitter is just kind of a you're being barraged with information. It's, it's, it's that we're all just there shouting over each other is what it is right now. And You, me, everybody else. And um, so Instagram, they love it. The, uh, people like to be approached by brands. On Instagram, where they don't like it on Facebook. So I give this as an example. We just had our fourth child, and we told you know our friends and family verbally, but the rest of the world find out found out on Facebook, right? So when a brand, it's kind of it's my it's part of my wife's psyche. I mean, it's part of who she is. <laughs> and so when a brand were to approach her, she'd be like, "Hey, hey, hey, you're in my personal space." Instagram, even though it's owned by Facebook, it's not like that. So. When it, there's a lot more um, interaction and engagement. Way, and the other thing is it's not throttled, so they absolutely love uh, Instagram. So, um, I, yeah, I got brands from, from Kentucky Fried Chicken to um, Danby um, Mini Fridge. Which over here on my deck is a mini Budweiser fridge. And so is it like, hey, we're Danby Mini Fridge, Scott, where you want to give you this refrigerator and then take a picture of it or or what? Well, I get I get requests daily. I want to give you a product. Would you take a picture and put it on there? And I say, listen, I have four kids and a wife, and anytime I do this, it takes away from my time with them. So I have to justify that that's my wife, and my wife can't spend a mini fridge. So, <laughs> so, and that's basically what I tell them. And they go, and I go, do you have a budget? And we talk, and then um, um, sometimes they'll I I, I have a, I kind of gauge what I want to charge based on the company. Um, charging a company like Kentucky Fried Chicken is different than Dan B. Mini Fridge. They're not nearly as well known or as big. So um, it kind of depends. And um, um, but the money is 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 sick. So I mean, is it is it flat rate for? I mean, you know, scaled to you know Dan B. You or, want to or, or Kentucky. Candidates. But is it like okay, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken? I'm going to charge you you know five thousand if I take this picture with this drumstick. Um, and then you scale it down to Danby. You say, okay, I'm going to charge you 500 bucks. I mean, obviously, I'm just throwing out numbers here, but or, or do you have to get so many reactions, or is it like a sliding scale or back end points like the movies? If, I'm very if interested. They get, if they want to give me a buck a like, great. I don't, I don't get that much. Um, but the, the, the standard um, rate is is 100 dollars per 10,000 followers for a pick. So if you got 100 100,000 followers, it's a grand. Yeah, I don't have it. I, I don't have that. I, I get five cents. I think you if I do work the, on it. if I do the math right, I think I'm going to get five cents. 
So right, there's, uh, there's, two, there's two magic numbers here for you Instagrammers out there. Yeah. Um, the, the first one is 10,000. Okay. Um, that's when you can go, hey, now I can charge 100 bucks and you can start approaching brands and they will, they're happy to work with you. When you get to a thousand likes, average a thousand likes per picture, then brands are going to come running at you. They will come to you. Throwing money at you. Really? Yeah, I, I don't approach that many brands. I get approached all the time. How many How many Twitter or how many uh, Instagrams do you have? 123,000. What? Holy. Wow. So, I mean, what's do you want to... What's the magic way of getting followers? Is it to pay services and then have those porno girls have follow you never back or what? Like what's I, I the never deal? pay a nickel. I, yeah. If you do that, if you pay it, you get the followers. You'll never get to the um, thousand likes. Yeah, because you'll have the numbers, but no they're likes. not interacting with you because they right. don't care about what you're doing. Right. So, um, and I know I see people out there that that, and I I could name people and companies. Name them. Wait. I will not name rule, them. Rule not. number one of the show, no names, please. Yes, I will not name them, but I know people that, you know, um, <laughs> for a while I was battling. I have actually the number one grilling and barbecue Instagram feed in the world. Wow. Um, and that's not just among bloggers. I have more followers than Weber, Big Green Egg, Charbroil, and Kingsford combined. So, but there was a company that I wow. was fighting with, and every week they gained 2,000 followers on, like, clockwork and didn't post anything all week, and I... I said, reached out to him and I said, really? how do you do that? This is magical. How, how does that happen? And uh, then they backed off for a few months and I oh. left them a long time ago. All right. So, but what's the, is there any kind of formula of getting the Instagram followers? I mean, obviously people are going to hear this now and want to quickly duplicate success. Obviously, I believe in uh, working there's, harder there's and working smarter. There's an absolute formula yeah. and um, I could teach it to you um, for, a, for a, that's also a fee. Yeah. So, uh, for one hundred thousand dollars per follower, I'll help you. No, not that. I, but I, <laughs> for 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 a few thousand dollars, I could I could teach somebody how to do it um, in a in a, in an afternoon. Um, but there's there's absolutely some tricks. Um, the the main tricks are one, it's got to be high quality. Um, so don't don't post crap. Uh, the second one of the second ones is um, don't if you're if you're a food blogger, don't post pics of the kids. Nobody wants to see strangers' kids. And I hear this all the time from, from the mommy bloggers. They want to see what's behind the scenes of mm. what happens in my world. And then they go look at their feed, and those pictures of their kids do you know, do a third of the traffic as the other one. So it's not that they want to see that. It's that the mommy bloggers want to be seen, have their kids be seen. It's a, it's a vanity thing. It does not grow their, their following at all. So that's treat it like it's a business. It's an absolute business. So treat it like a professional so if i'm if i'm barbecue guy the majority of my posts should be anything that has to do with barbecue and grilling in the Bar- industry right. and, and not showing my kids or my car your dog well you yeah. know hey if 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 you if you got a thing for cars too you can build that vertical go for it you know you can show some cool cars because that kind of relates it's a guy you know guy thing so so you'll see me i, I post i dabble in and spirits you know i'll post bourbon and whiskeys and scotches and and um and um tequila obviously i mean for for cabo and um uh as a brand ambassador so yeah i and and you know i could probably branch out you know i could probably branch out and do like uh, all things guy porn like you know guns and chicks and you know and knives and you know and all that kind of stuff but i kind of keep it to what it is and and that's it i mean i know people out there to do that there's a guy feeds like stuff that guys like or something like that that, that do a pretty good job of that so are you making as much 
with the social media stuff as you're making at your day job, or does the day job still trump what you're making? It still trumps, but yeah. the social media is now making more than the website is. And I sell my own a lot of my own ads. I don't. I, I have one of these ad networks. Um, they always overpromise and underproduce. And I um, every year I, I, I give up for two years, and then I go back and I go, okay, I'll try you. These numbers look great, and I'm like, these checks look small. What? 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 <laughs> I don't know. I, I this is some. Is this the new math? Is this what I keep hearing about this new math? Is that how we're doing this? Because I don't get it. So um, you know. So now I'm focusing. I do a lot on Instagram. I'm trying. I'm trying to basically just hit that while the iron's hot until, you know, they get throttled. And when I get throttled, you know, then it'll be back to uh, you know whatever, schlepping my day job. So it, it's it is perhaps important to note that you are actually somebody that knows how to cook and yeah. you know does. I mean. Uh, like me, not a like a competitor hitting the circuit kind of stuff like that, but a, a fairly accomplished backyard guy that can produce good food, and you can also put it out there for people to look at. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I you know I just cooked I cooked a, a whole hog um, Berkshire hog from Circle B Ranch for eighty people on Sunday. Um, it's my seventh whole hog. I do one every year, um, and uh, and I did an extra one one year for somebody who got married. Um, I, I, I get asked to cater all the time. I don't do it. I, you know, I've already got two jobs. I don't need a third one. Are you, when are you going to open a restaurant? Again, I've already Never. got two jobs. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I, I, it's all self-taught. I just kind of, it's, I'm one of those scientific guys. I look at it and go, you know, somebody told me, Hey, you know, you got to brine your ribs. And I brined them one time and I'm like, these aren't any different than my regular ribs. And then about a year later, the guy said, you got to try it again, but use a control group. So I, I brined them and then I, I put it with a set that wasn't brined. I was like, holy crap. Night and day difference, so I kind of that's what I kind of do now. I do like I'll try it one way and then have a control group to see if, there's, if it's making a difference. You know, what I mean, I'm not as scientific as say Meathead. I mean, Meathead's you know he's he's the he's he's the Alton Brown of of the grilling you know industry. So um, uh, yeah, but I'm that's I try to kind of emulate that kind of Alton Brown Meathead kind of kind of thing, and then go with the Steve Reichlin uh, barbecue bible, which was you know how to grill step by step, picture by picture. He was limited by um, 150 pages. I got the entire internet. I can fill it up. Where do you where do you see like your next round of posts coming from? Is it really from now until the end of summer going to be a lot of outdoor stuff just because we've hit the grilling season then? Yeah, my my season my my only non grilling season is like um, from about Christmas till about you know the end of February. I kind of take that time off um, unless it snows because if it's snowing, I'm grilling. But just because I'm grilling all all year with with sponsor stuff, so yeah, I have stuff coming up, something coming out tomorrow for Reynolds Wrap. Um, I've got um, something from Cabo coming up. I've got um, um, World Harbors, some great some great marinades. I got something coming that I, we're shooting that on Saturday. So it, I, I'm almost blocking out um, at least two days a month where I just that's all I do is I grill for about 15 hours and and shoot it and and, and fill memory chip sticks and, and then go sort them out later and, and hope I got all my shots and try to remember how exactly, you know, take a lot of notes. Scott Thomas is uh, right there at grillinfools.com. And uh, how many Instagram followers did you say you had? 123,000 at last count. Wow. All right. So if you're not following him on Instagram, go ahead and check him out. And, uh, you know, the, I like the posts. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't follow you. So, you know, from uh, one follower to another, I certainly appreciate the content you're putting up there. And... and it- it's just grill porn. It's just just absolute porn. It's all it is is, is meat grill porn. Last time I checked, guys love porn any kind. That's right. That's right. That's right. So hey. 
we should uh, start to hook up more regularly. Uh, we'll actually Absolutely. put together some, you know, some good uh, meaty topics, no pun intended, uh, going right. forward. Uh, but I appreciate you making the time tonight, Scott, and uh, continued success. We'll talk to you soon. And perfect timing because I think I just lost all of my light. Yeah. You see me turn up, turn up my screen. Yeah, no doubt. There, the, the, the brighten up my face <laughs> a little bit, and now I'm like glaring off my glasses. Yeah. Outside light next time, and then we're in. Well, I do. I, I have like outside lighting over there, but I thought we were good, and I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're fine. And it's like just dropped like an anvil, man. I this mean, is what happens. It's nature, right? All right, man. All hey, right, Scott. So so glad to be on. It's like a bit of a dream of mine. Yep, my pleasure. Well, Thanks not for quite doing. a dream, but it's been close to a dream. All right, I'll take yeah. that. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, man. See ya. There he is, Scott Thomas. Making dreams come true in the Barbecue Central show. His dream was to come on. His almost dream was to come on the show. Uh, thanks again to Scott Thomas. Uh, check him out on Instagrams. Folks, the Chops Power Injector System is the National Barbecue Association's 2015 and 2016 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Three awesome sizes to fit your injecting needs. Backyard cooks to caterers, restaurant chefs, the Power Injector is right for you. Each of their patent-pending Chops Power Injector systems features not one, not two, but four needles evenly spaced at the perfect distance for even injecting. The number one seller is the Chops Half Gallon Designed for competition or to pump up the Backyard Warrior. Easy to use. Clean to fill it, pump it, and go. If you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It'll use it all. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. 100 bucks plus shipping anywhere. The one-gallon Chops Power Injector System is designed for catering and bigger jobs. It holds double the amount of the half-gallon. Some use it in competitions like Memphis Barbecue or... When you're cooking 10 shoulders to get that perfect one, it comes with 14-gauge needle, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. The newest one is the Chops Full Power Injector System. It's electric. It's a commercial and competition big daddy. It's not a holding tank, but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. From a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum was designed for Chef Rob at one of the best barbecue restaurants in Kansas City. And he said time and time again that with the Chopsful Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with a metal needle adapter, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11.5-gauge needles, 3-plug screws, and a needle protector, $325 plus shipping anywhere. A number of the top pitmasters in the world are using CPI every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Here's the thing. We live in a foodie world that now requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and do it fast. It's not just for meat either. How about infusing alcohol into fruit? Chops Power Injector can do it. They're all made in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. They got all the accessories you want. They have a great upgrade. You can make your Chops Injector bulletproof with metal needle adapters. How about that? Chops Power Injector Systems give your barbecue some power. Go to Barbecue Kansas City. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's BarbecueKansasCity.com. And hook yourself up. I'm telling you right now, if you've only done it with a single needle and then you get the Chops Power Injector System after you get done smacking yourself for waiting so long, you'll be very happy going forward. All right, we're back with Robin Lindars right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 
877-444-8033 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Looking for the big one to house a lot of food? They got you. How about a medium size? Yeah, no problem. They got one there, too. Small for tailgates. They got you covered. They can also supply you with pellets to fire those cookers as well. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love my Green Mountain Grill. I used it last night to cook my chicken wings on. I sure did. GreenMountainGrills.com. All right. My next guest, uh, you can see here fairly regularly, and she has created GrillGirl.com. We race over to the hotline, and welcome back, good friend of the show, Robin Lindars. Robin, how are you? Oh, good. No camera tonight, Robin? What's up? Oh, oops, sorry. Hold on. I think we got it. Hey, there we go. So, Robin, how's how's motherhood? Well... It's good. Are tired? Yeah? I'm a little tired. Ready for another one? Not yet. <laughs> so, uh, Hunter is his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, how old is he? He just turned a year on May 22nd. Oh, all right. So, I would say within the next six months, that's yeah. probably when you're going to start thinking about another one. I know it's kind of getting close to that time, but yeah. I just can't imagine being pregnant again uh. right now. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I, having never been a woman, I can't speak on that part of it, but I can speak on the no sleep and having to pack everything and not being able to have any type of spur of the moment anything probably for the last 12 months. Yeah. 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 So, like, the first six months are actually pretty tough. Like, now he's a year. We're, we're kind of in... He's pretty awesome right now. He's really fun. He just got his first grill for his first birthday. Um, he got a mini Max, which is kind of cool. Uh, really, it was more of a gift to myself, but, you know, in his honor. <laughs> no reason to tell him. Exactly. He'll, he'll get to use it when once he starts walking, maybe he'll be more likely to start grilling. But, um, no, we're having a blast with him. He's He's awesome. All right, so we got a bunch of different stuff that we want to talk about tonight, and I, I guess the the biggest thing that's happened recently is Memphis in May, big yeah. big deal. Um, not your first time down there, uh, but perhaps you know you're like more involved in the whole situation this time around, right? Yeah, you know it was kind of interesting. We we joined a new team this year, and of course I was like nine months pregnant last year, so I didn't do any anything with Memphis in May. So it was a totally different experience, and um, we were on Mo Quezon's team this year, and, you know, you got to love Big Mo, right? Just being around someone who's um, just such an inspiration in, in the world of barbecue was just amazing, um, just because, first of all, he's just such a really nice guy. Um, you know, a lot of people, like, you know, big people in the, the world of barbecue, I think sometimes people associate with having egos or whatnot. And he doesn't, he's just like the nicest guy you can possibly think of. He's just a, a regular old guy, um, full of great knowledge. Um, and you know, it's, it's just amazing. Like when you see everyone walking by the tent, like everyone wants their picture with Mo and he agrees to it. You know, he has no attitude about it. 
Um, so it was just cool to see someone like him, you know, do his thing on the grill. And um, sadly, I mean, I was involved with the team, but in a different way. I brought a sponsor on, and um, our sponsor was the Kettle Pizza, which turns a kettle grill into a pizza oven. And so I grilled a shitload of pizzas all weekend. <laughs> like just for the general public to, like, show how it works or just for the team or both or what? Yeah. Yeah, and they have a very cool product, so it was fun. I did a lot of pizza grilling, and, um, you know, it's actually Clint Cantwell is doing PR for them, so they, you know, it's just they they have a cool product. People were really excited, and it was kind of fun to do something different, like a barbecue pizza and things like that. But, no, my team did really well this year, so it was cool to just be around so many good cooks and, and learn new things. Um, you know, historically, I'd been on the, the two-sauce support team for a while, and um, Dad and I... We're on this team um, called Down to Smoke, which is um, a lot of the team members are from New York, some from Memphis. A lot of them own food trucks. Um, so it was just cool because we did we did do well. We did um, two in seafood and two in exotic. So, you know, none of the major categories, but just placing and, and you know, being on stage is kind of cool. What do you think the biggest thing you learned from that team was during your time? Just being around Mo and seeing his presentation style, um, you know, because Memphis, the the, the uh, rules are a little different in that you have you have blind box judging, but then you also have the on-site. And just his knowledge of things like, for example, um, different types of meat and the quality of meat and how they're going to perform when you cook and even just how things like the collagen will break down and things like that I thought was really interesting because I've never heard someone go into so much detail um, about meat obviously and and its origin and how that affects the outcome you know I, and and really those things do matter right you know the difference of, of the quality and things like um, even what the animal ate, its diet, is, all those things really do make a difference in, in the, the final product and in, in his um, delivery and presentation. He really got into, you know, um, the, the type of uh, pig he was using and, and how that affects, you know, the marbling and things like that. And I thought it was just very impressive. One of the other things that you were doing down there was the uh, like all girls grilling competition, which you like hosted, right? So this is actually separate, but they were um, right back to back. So the weekend right before Memphis and May, um, believe it or not, Kingsford hosted the first ever girls that grill competition. And it was actually um, on site in Bentonville, Arkansas. So it's the first ever time they've done it. It was cool because, I mean, it's the first competition that I know of that's just focusing on on females. Um, now, there is another series for KCBS called the um, Fire and Ice series. I, I know about it because I promoted it on my blog, um, where basically they're going to pick, like, the top um, all-female teams or female-led teams, and they can, um, like, have certain qualifiers or certain prizes, including diamonds, which is, like, I don't know, it seems like kind of a funny prize to me, but... I mean, shit, if you're going to be competing, why not compete for diamonds anyway, right? Um, so anyway, so so the girls that grill competition, you know, think about Kingsford, how they do the invitational. So they put some time and energy into this competition um, in Bentonville, which is Walmart headquarters. And um, it piggybacks on the Bentonville, Bentonville Film Festival, which is a big deal in Walmart, which is essentially it's a um, like a female – 
uh, in, well, it's, it's focusing on female filmmakers and it was started by Gina Davis and another guy. So it was like, a, it was a pretty big deal. Like when we got, when I arrived there, like Meg Ryan was at the airport and Gina Davis was hanging out and stuff like that. So it was piggybacking on that and they had the competition and they had some pretty big players in the space. So they had Brooke Orison, they had um, Leanne Whippen, they had uh, Jennifer Duncan. You may remember her because she was from the first Chopped Grillmaster series that I also competed on. Not my episode, but the same first series. And she was actually one of the judges. That's, um, oh God, I'm having a brain fart right now. Yeah, that's now. Carolyn Wells. I'm, I'm totally in the wrong place here. Hold on. Yeah, I got so Carolyn Wells was actually one of the judges from the event. Um, so Leanne Whippen, Lene Oxley, you may have remember her from Barbecue Pitmasters. She's kicked a lot of ass. Um, that's me and Brooke right there. That's the girls. So to the left, you see Nicole Davenport. Then you've got Brooke. Then you've got um, Leanne Whippen. Those are the two food stylists, et cetera, et cetera, and the aprons. And then you've got um, Lene Oxley and then Jennifer Duncan. Um, so all like super, super cool chicks. Like I really loved meeting all of them. And um, so the, the premise of the competition was actually it was kind of different in that it really wasn't it wasn't barbecue. It was a grilling competition. Um, it was called Girls That Grill. And um, so they got everyone together and you knew ahead of time and let them know what you wanted to cook. And so the rules were that everything that your recipe had to be seven ingredients or less um, and everything sourced from Walmart and you cooked it over Kingsford charcoal and, and you had an hour to do so. Um, and then leading up to the event, we, you know, all the girls, all the females did um, grilling comp, uh, grilling demos of the of certain recipes. And Harry Connick Jr. actually made an appearance. So one of the photos um, you showed was Harry Connick showed up and ended up, um, he and Brooke ended up doing a nice rendition of When the Saints Go Marching In, which was pretty awesome. So it was just a really cool event. Um and Brooke ended up winning the contest with her lamb recipe, and it was amazing. And, you know, Brooke and I are pretty good friends, so it was really cool to be able to announce her as the winner. There she is with Harry Connick. Um, he's actually singing in a corn cob. It looks he, like it. So Walmart is a sponsor of his new show, and so he made an appearance um, while touring to to just make an appearance. So so he, um, sang, yeah. he sang on stage with Brooke Orson? Yeah. It was awesome. So, how good of a singer is Brooke? Um, she was. She kicked some serious ass. Really, I, I, my girl Brooke. Yeah, yeah. Would was, you get up there and sing with Harry Connick Jr.? We did a grilling demo together, and um, he is like just such a super nice guy. And come to find out, he's super into barbecue. He actually has his own pit made by George Shore from Pitmaker. Mm. So, you know, to get one of those, I think you have to decently know your stuff. So, I was. Um, he even talked about the reverse sear when we were um, we were going through his recipe. So I was pretty impressed. And believe it or not, he even talked about Meathead, how he loves Meathead and goes to his website. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know. I Any, know anything? Did he mention anybody else? Did he mention anybody else? Huh? Did he, did he mention anybody else? No. <laughs> what the fuck? He mentions Meathead, but not the guy with the number one show on the internet? <laughs> Meathead is kind of like crazy food scientist guy, yeah. you know? Like, he debunked beer can chicken, so... I know. Which I really like beer can chicken. I'm going to continue doing it. I don't care what they say. Just, just <laughs> spatchcock the chicken and then pour beer all over it. I mean, you're probably going to get more beer flavor that way, right? I don't... 
you know, I've been spatchcocking a while. You know, I'll just spatchcock it and drink the beer and call it a day. <laughs> right. That's right. That's beer can chicken in the best way. All right. So uh, what do you have going on like in the next coming weeks and months? So you guys check out my blog. I'm actually running a really neat um, giveaway with the Michael Simon um, Ergo Chef knives, um, knife set. So it's a, a set of three knives that I'll be doing as a Father's Day giveaway. Um, it's also the Myron Mixon um, grilling tool is included. So, um, and yeah, later this summer, I'll probably be doing more videos. It's, you know, there's always lots of neat stuff, moving parts being grill girl, but this is definitely season. But you know, and I know that it's always grilling season, not just, you know, Memorial Day till right. till uh, Labor Day. So did, did Michael Simon like approach you about these knives or what? I got an issue with that guy. Um. So, no, actually, the story is that on the way home from Memphis, and I was super tired and hungover, Dad and Dad <laughs> strikes up a conversation with the guy who's the marketing and sales director for Ergo Chef, and he had been competing on Myron Mixon's team to, like, plug his little grilling knife that has, like, a, I don't know if yeah. you've seen Oh, yeah, it's, it's dangerous at best. I know, Scott my, well, Scott, my husband, was making a joke about how if you were drinking beers, you could, like... Oh, it's, it's a nightmare beer and then poke your eye out <laughs> yes right so anyway um this guy was like on myron's team i guess promoting the knives and he's and we just decided to do a, a giveaway together but the chef, the knives are nice you know um so it'll be a good giveaway so you guys stay tuned for that and um i'll be doing a review of the mini max big green eggs coming up and then it sounds like maybe i'll be getting into doing some pellet smoking that's right uh, in, Future. Let's hope. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I know I I do a lot about grilling and barbecue, but I I'm also doing a lot more about things like outdoor entertaining and and just everything in that space, right? So that's kind of my my realm that I play in. So um, and you know, I also try to eat paleo. Um, I'm probably on the healthier side of grilling of of all our our friends. So. Um, that's what I got going on. All right. Uh, you can find her at grillgirl.com. Uh, by the way, because I'm an idiot, I thought it was still like five hours in the middle, but it's not. Just regular grill. Spell it right. They're all from that girl that right. wouldn't sell it. Thank God. Me. I remember. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, I remember we talked about it. But anyway, I was so, you know, I, I, I can't let go of the good stuff, you know, in the end. What can I tell you? Well, it was a fun way to spell it. It was like the punk rock version. Girl. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, uh, all right, so visit grillgirl.com. Look out for the giveaways and the entertaining info, all that good stuff. And, uh, Robin, we will talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. There she is. Robin Lindars, the grill girl. Michael Simon, she got an end. She's punching me in the face and the guts. What? Michael Simon. Uh Oh, Oh, my Lord. Harry Connick Jr. mentioning Meathead and not me? Bourbon salt? John Dawson, what are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. These guys. Let me talk to you quickly about the Pit Barrel Cooker Gang. Pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management. What woods to buy? Who needs the hassle? May I strongly suggest a Pit Barrel Cooker... The pit barrel making cooking simple and fun, and it just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker on the market today. Imagine a single cook that will be able to turn out great traditional barbecue meats like brisket, pork shoulder, and ribs, while also being able to ramp up temperature for the hot dogs, the chicken wings, and the burgers. 
The versatility is all thanks to a revolutionary design that goes beyond convection. Their hook and hang method places the food in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie, if you will. The result is great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time in the industry. We call that consistency. Now, not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it is an aesthetically sexy devil as well. Not only built to withstand heat, thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, the pit barrel is able to stand up to any type of weather. It's also extremely portable. It can fit in the back of most vans, trucks, SUVs, so it's ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories, and the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to the unique removable ash pan to the pit grips, which I use all the time, not just when I'm cooking with the pit barrel. To turkey hangers and hinged grill grates, it's a full line of accessories over there that will really complete your pit barrel experience. And the best part, for $299, the pit barrel comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, and ships free right to your door. Does it get any better than that? No. $299. What? But don't take my word for it. The folks over at AmazingRibs.com give the pit barrel cooker a top 10 rating in their gold division. It's the highest rating, by the way. Not once, not twice, but three times in a row. They've also said, quote, we're running out of good things to say about this simple, affordable smoker. There's nothing else like it on the market. Close quote. Head over to pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com and see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short, high-definition how-to videos. Then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, you can contact them through their website or you can call 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. And yes, they will actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about. But first, it starts at pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. I used mine just this past weekend for chicken wings. All right, uh, we're back right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Thanks again to Robin Lindars for joining me. Grillgirl.com. Grill, G-I-R-L. Grillgirl.com. Sodium chloride meets bourbon. That's what I'm talking about. Bourbon salt. French cell demur. What is that? Hold the salt on bourbon and ice cubes work. (laughs) I get it. Anyway, thanks again to Robin Lindars. Uh, Again, her website, grillgirl.com. Lots of giveaways. Sounds like they're going to be coming up. So if you love to win stuff, and I know Central Lights love to win stuff, 
Keep checking her out over the course of the summer. See what's up. We'll have her on sooner than later. We won't wait months and months again. Still having trouble getting over the fact that Harry Connick Jr. knows Meathead. I am such a vain bitch. Such a vain bitch. It's all right. I can admit it. I can't met at. Second hour is in store, and it's going to be grand. By the way, last week it was the 17th Street Lighted Kolsch. I've reverted back to the 17th State Pale Ale this evening. That is my beer sponsor. And that is 17statebrewco.com. 17statebrewco.com. I wasn't going to even talk about that tonight, Matt. I was not even going to talk about it. I was not. But since I have one minute, I will talk about it, okay? Last year, I was a little worried. This year, mark my words, Cavs in six. Cavs in six. This coming from a diehard Cleveland Brown fans that knows pain. Pain. Deep-seated losing. The football stadium on the lake is known as the factory of sadness. I know how to lose. I've seen all of the losing. All of the best losing in Cleveland I've seen live as a youth. I'm scarred for life. I should never think we are ever going to win. Ever anything. And I'm telling you, in six games, the Cleveland Cavaliers will be your next National Basketball Association champions. Book it. All right, we're going to refresh libations. We're going to hit the second hour and see what happens from there. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. here for the really big barbecue show Boing. we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to hit me fine how you doing we have a great show of a big fan Boing. so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? We ate two feet for wieners. But listen, Laverne, it's a face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men.
All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. hey you. Welcome, friends. You found the Barbecue Central Show. Yeah. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast, and I am your aforementioned host, Greg Rempe. Hey, missed the first hour? Shame! Ding, ding, ding. Shame. Ding, ding, ding. Shame. Ding, ding. Shame. I gotta find that. It's gonna be my next. Is that on Game of Thrones? The shame thing? I've never even seen one episode. Let me see. Game of Thrones. Circe's Walk. Game of Thrones. Circe. Let me see. Does this work? To you. Oh, Lord. Of atonement. Shame. This is going to get pulled off of YouTube, I guarantee it. Shame. 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 Here we go. Shame. 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 What the? Shame. I'm watching this video. I can't. I'm Shame. not showing this. Oh my lord! Shame. 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 <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I have no idea what I'm watching there, but that might be my new favorite show ever. <laughs> Whoa! Can they show that on YouTube? Whoa! Does anybody watch Game of Thrones? Does anybody know what I just witnessed? Oh my lord. I... Woof. What did I know? All right. Sam's Club was off this past weekend, so there's no news to update. Uh, Jason, I am not posting that link. You just put in Game of Thrones, shame, and then, you know, whatever happens. Whatever happens. Okay, that's how you find things. Put it in YouTube, and there it goes. So, before we got out of the break, Patio Daddio, John Dawson, who was in the chat room, by the way, shout out. John, at one point, had one of the most prolific barbecue and grilling websites, and then, well, he stopped. He said he made uh, bourbon salt from French cell demur. And I'm like, well, what is that? Because you know me. Like, I'm not afraid to tell you I don't even know. Because I don't even know. And then cell demur, if, and if John has penned this description, uh, John, I'll be in contact. We're going to be writing a novel together. Cell demur, quote, this deep PT salt I'm sorry, this deep PDC salt from France has a coarse texture and a mineral-rich flavor. A light gray color to the coarse crystal comes from the natural minerals from the seawater. Cell de mar far cry from the edgy flavor of plain table salt is gentle 
Its gentle complexity unfolds on the palate and layers that any salt lover will adore. Oh my. Oh my. I should have read it in my George Takei voice. So just in case you wanted to know Seldomar, that's what Seldomar is. Oh, you know what? That's what I'm talking about right there. I knew that's where you were going to go. Working on a seasoning that I'm tentatively calling Kentucky Gentleman's Steak Seasoning. Bourbon salt, smoked black pepper, coriander. Oh, boy. What, What couldn't be better than bourbon on steak or bourbon flavor on steak? As long as it's official. Like, I hate any kind of fake ass flavor. Fake pineapple, fake lemon, fake apple, any of that. But if it's real, like true fake banana, I hate fake banana. But if it's a real banana, because you can have really good banana pie, banana cream pie, and you can have some crappy, fake-ass taste in banana, banana cream pie. Okay? You know what I'm talking about. You look, couldn't find it. What are you talking about? All right, hold on. Let me get... uh, let me get my boy. How could I find it? Let's see. Walk of shame. Is this uh, it? To you. Yeah. All right. This is it. Here you go, Kinger. Now, you got to kind of go in um, like, let me see. You know, go in about 55 seconds. Then that's when you hear the bell ringing and the shame. Two cups bourbon, two cups salt, reduced, dried for six hours. What is he doing over there? John's a genius. And it's times when I think I couldn't love John Dawson anymore. And then he goes and does something like this. Wow. Wonderful. As I had mentioned, Sam's Club is not going. Uh, did not happen. You click that one. What are you talking about then? That's the same one that I was trying to get the sound effect from the the clinging and the clanging, clinging and the clanging. Yeah, that's right. Can YouTube show that? The next Sam's Club stops in this. Uh, the next Sam's Club stop is this coming weekend, June fourth, folks. I don't know if you know it or not. Tomorrow, tomorrow, June first. What? <laughs> I've said it before, and I've said it again. 2016 rapidly coming to a close. Rapidly coming to a close. The next Sam's Club stop is this coming weekend, June 4th, in Asheville, North Carolina. Good luck to all those competing. One other thing before we get back to barbecue in general. This is what this part of the show is reserved for, top of the second hour, whatever. By the way, still to come, Jason Whitcomb, unknown barbecue, and Doug Scheiding, embedded Texas correspondent, to round out the show. Am I the only one noticing what appears to be an incredibly bad trend of human beings either being youths and being dropped into 
wild animal cages in the zoo or adults running into animal cages. Uh, just a couple days ago, I'm sure everybody saw it on the news, some four-year-old got dropped into a gorilla's exhibit. I forget exactly where that zoo was. I mean, what? And then I'm reading in the news today, somebody down in Santa Domingo, I mean, so not in the United States, but nevertheless, the zoo's a zoo. There's wild animals at zoos. This is why they call them zoos. Ran into the cage, a lion's cage, somehow got in. I don't even know how the hell you get in. This guy was on a mission looking to take his own life. Ran into the lion's cage. Uh, removed every single bit of his clothing and just threw himself right in the middle of lion's pride. And things started going very poorly for him. Now, in each case, in each case, the humans survive. Yeah, I thought it was the Cincinnati Zoo with the, with the gorilla. But the animals got popped. And so there's the the issue that people are struggling with, right? Oh, parents are stupid. They dropped the kid in there. Or the kid jumped in or the kid said he wanted to go in there and he jumped in anyway. And the gorilla wasn't hurting the kid. Blah, blah, blah. Look, I don't, I, I don't want to see a gorilla get shot. I don't want to see lions get shot. However... I think if there's a choice to be made, I, you gotta save the human, right? Right? So, if there's no other way, the animal gonna get popped. Is I mean, hey, I love lions, but I guess if you gotta, if you can't, if the, what other choice you got? I don't know, but I agree. Darwinism, right? You jump in the cage with lions. Eh. Maybe you should expect to be eaten by a lion. Anyway, oh, folks. Public service announcement from the Barbecue Central show. Stay out of the zoo in the cages. Just look at them. Enjoy them from a distance. Also, enjoy the Barbecue Guru. That's right. If you're not familiar with how they work, let me tell you. Imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and once set, keeps it running all the way through the cook at that temperature. Sound too good to be true? It's not. It's real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Maybe you're a busy working pro like me, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands like me. Frankly, you just don't have the time to set around to tend the pit temps. The guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a couple slabs of ribs, you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And the barbecue guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. There are currently four different models to choose from. Two of the most popular ones right now are the CyberQ Wi-Fi and the PartyQ. Now, the PartyQ is great because it's the least cost entry point. It's a completely self-contained package. It runs on AA batteries. You can bring it from cooker to cooker to cooker. You got a kettle-style grill, it'll work there. You got a bullet-style cooker, it'll work there. You got a ceramic-style cooker, it'll work there. No problem. 
set the temperature, it's off and running, it's the cruise control. Now, if you really like the tech, you want to control up to two cookers at once, you want to gauge multiple internal temperatures of meat, CyberQ Wi-Fi is the one you want. You can make adjustments to your pit temperature. You can monitor internal temperatures of meat right from your smart device. Hook it up to the CyberQ Wi-Fi. You can see all of that information right at your device. Never have to get out of bed to do anything anymore. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, please. Don't guess. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. That's 800-288-GURU. Or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back right after this. Stick around. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for wood pellets to fire all of those pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Download their app. You'll be happy that you did. Everybody loves the app, of course. Plus, it lets you know when shipping is great. All right, my next guest is a championship hitmaster for one of the most consistent and successful teams in the Imperial Polk County in Florida, but is also in the business of barbecue as well. He also happens to be the newest uh, advertising partner here on this show with the Unknown Smoker Accessories business. So let's go ahead and head on over to the hotline and welcome back Jason Whitcomb from Unknown Barbecue. Jay, how are you, buddy? Good, Greg. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Jason. Appreciate the time here tonight. And uh, I guess before we get into uh, the business side or the uh, the accessories side of unknown, um, little recap of you know where the competition team is sitting right now. I know team of the year is starting to tie up a little bit here because it gets really hot down in Florida right about now. So uh, you know from from where you started uh, beginning of the season to where you guys are right now, how do you gauge the team's uh, success? Um. Well, we kind of got a slow start this year, um, new uh, baby on the way. So we had to take a break. But uh, I'd say the last six contests, we finished top five in four of them and got a reserve grand and a grand in our last contest. So we ended on a high note, and we'll be picking back up in Madeira Beach in a few weeks. Flavor profile-wise, is it pretty much now the same regardless of sanctioning body or is there still a little bit of a, a regional aspect that you find? Yeah. I mean, the, the flavor profile we run is we try to make it work in both, but you've always got the whole Florida thing where it's a little bit sweeter, but, um, we run the same thing, uh, North and South when we make it up North. 
from, to do all right. From the end of last year, moving through this competition season, was there any uh, really big adjustments that you made to either you know meat purveyors or seasonings or sauces or anything like that? Yeah, we did a few things, a few changes. Um, we still got a few of our sponsors that we run with, like Oak Ridge Barbecue. That's been one of the good ones that we still keep that flavor profile. Um, as far as meats, there's a there's a new guy on the block out there, uh, Shane McCrary out there at Mass Purveyors. He's putting out some good products, so it's really changed the competition down here because everybody's getting some really good briskets and and good consistent uh, pork butts, and it's really uh, I guess level in the playing field is the best way to put it. There seems to be a lot of top-level Florida teams down there that are using Master Purveyor. How does he How does he kind of get a, a foothold into that whole scene? Uh, well, he went straight to the barbecue teams <laughs> and uh, asked them what they wanted. And he's basically cherry-picking everything that comes through and looking for the best product he can and, uh, you know, doing what the other ones won't do. And, and going the extra mile and, and he's just bringing in some huge stuff. And, and I mean, it's, it's helping the cooks. I mean, it's, it's, it definitely takes that out of the game. You know, when you're going up to Sam's or something, you're picking up stuff and you get to a contest and you never know how fresh it is, but this guy's really, he's really catering to the teams and bringing up some good quality meats. Is catering to the team and getting those good quality meats also coming with perhaps uh, more of a premium than you would find going online and getting it from somebody else? I would say very competitive and maybe a touch lower since it's not, you're not eating up that shipping price, you know? I mean, it's right here in Tampa, so probably 45 minutes from where I'm at. You can just shoot over there and scoop it up. So, Jason Wickham. Yeah, that knocks off shipping. Jason Wickham joining me here on the show. Uh, Team Unknown Barbecue. Uh, the website unknownbbq.com and uh, how many you're twelfth you're sitting twelfth overall uh, Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year points assuming uh, me checking an hour or so ago is uh, up to date so uh, are you guys pretty happy with where you're sitting right now or I mean obviously everybody would like to be higher but given the season and, and what you had to deal with personally you guys pretty satisfied with the twelfth right now oh definitely definitely I mean given how many contests we've missed and. Uh... The few that we have cooked, we're happy with where we're at. We finished on a high note, and then we're going to go into Madeira Beach. And, uh, I mean, it feels good where we're at. You know, we struggled last year, had some ups and downs, and it just seemed like we couldn't turn in the right stuff. And uh, we, you know, just went back to the drawing board, went back to simple. And uh, 2016, it was a little bit better to us. And uh, once we get the whole baby thing out of the way and get back out on the road, We'll be uh, we're we're happy where we're at, and we're confident we can go right back into it and turn out the same product. It's kind of like a well-oiled machine. Jason, it seems like over the last I don't know, it's been four or five years. It's either been a Jim Elser Team of the Year, or it's been a Matt Barber Team of the Year, Sweet Smoke Q, Hot Wachulas, respectively. I mean, it's got to be tough for all the other teams looking up, and and these two are the ones kind of duking it out at the end over the last handful of years. Is there a way to kind of chink the armor and, and worm your way up there at some point, or are they really going to be the top two contenders here for the foreseeable future as long as they stay in it? Well, I mean, if you cook that many contests, and you're going to, you're, you know, you're bound to turn to get better every time you cook. And those guys took a lot of contests and they're good cooks. And, uh, I mean, it's, if you're cooking half as many as they're doing and they're fine tuned and tweaking and everything just comes natural to them. So it's, 
they aren't uh, untouchable. I'll put it like that, but they are great cooks. And, uh, you know, I think if, I think if we got some more contests and got our, every, all our ducks in a row, we'd be right up there with them. So, uh, not, not taking anything from them guys, but, uh, there's a lot of good cooks in Florida, especially central Florida. When you look at a team of the year, whether it's Florida barbecue association or whether it's an FBA or, or some of these other sanctioning bodies, you know, I, I was talking with Travis Clark, who's the current KCBS team of the year last week. And he said, man, you know, he, he didn't seem over. He seemed, uh, you know, I don't even know if satisfied is the word, but he was uh, happy that he was team of the year uh, and, and won it last year. But he seemed so disenchanted with the process by the time he was, you know, three quarters of the way through it. Uh, do you think that's a similar thing with with the guys in the FBA that it, that it is a grind? And at the end, aside from saying that you're FBA team of the year, there's no huge payoff. There's not, you know, huge sponsorship dollars and TV shows and all that stuff. Yeah, I'd say it's more bragging rights than anything. And I mean, it's an accomplishment, but I think that uh, once they do it the first time, it kind of takes the shine off of it the second time. I mean, you want as many as you can get, but the first time probably is a lot more important than than getting it back to back or all these other ones. So I could see that and it takes a toll on you. I mean, these guys that are out there every weekend or every other weekend, that's, I mean, it beats you down. So yeah, it does become, you know, it takes away from the enjoyment sometimes. Do you guys have a certain amount of contests you like to squeeze in every year? Yeah, I mean, our average was anywhere from like 18 to 20. Um, our team consists of me, my dad, and uh, my brother, and we have uh, a handful of other teammates that come and help on various contests, but the main three are, are us. So it's like, you know, you know, we all have our day jobs, so getting everybody for the same contest, and we have our own lives, so it's we try to hit the ones we want and then you know we choreograph the rest of it so yeah i mean we'd like to cook more but it's hard to get three working men to a contest you know on every any given weekend so a single man team would definitely be easier to do when it comes to that and you're going to be in madeira beach in in, in a couple weeks right that's the next event yeah definitely that's a good contest we'll be there all right so the other side of this segment is that of course i mentioned it a number of times already you guys are the newest sponsor to this show with the uh unknown barbecue uh, i'm sorry unknown smoker accessories portion well i guess like which is uh you know another aspect of the uh, team unknown business so right you know i have to imagine as seeing i think like i mean it's been a few years now the first time i saw the weber smoky mountain hinge and i was like God damn, like somebody actually thought of that and actually made it happen. So is this something that, you know, is like you're, you're a tradesman and, and you were able to make this? Or are you uh, outsourcing these things and bringing them in to sell? Like what's the what's the deal here? Um, I've got 20 years experience in metal fabrication, and that is my day job. And I guess my inspiration came from my dad as far as the hinge goes. Um, he's very... Uh, He's always built stuff and came up with cool ideas. And he came to me one day, it was probably five years ago, and said, hey, man, I need a hinge for this thing. This lid sucks. You know, there's nowhere to put it. (laughs) I was like, all right. So I made him a hinge, and it was just thrown together, a piece of crap, but it worked. Well, at the contest, people saw it, and they were wanting them. I'm like, well, I I can't do it at work. They they frown upon that. And uh, so finally, I just said, you know what? I'm going to make me 10 of these things and see how they do. 
got me a welding machine for the house and uh, built 10 of them. It was selling them at the barbecue contest. And uh, it just went from 10 to 25 to 50 to 100. And I mean, I'm ordering thousands at a time. And it was like, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that a hinge would get so much interest and consume so much of my time. But uh, it does, and it's a good thing. All right, so bring me through the process here. Like, do you get it in like bulk sheets or you know like plate, and then you're like CNCing these bitches out? Like, how does the process go for you? I mean, it seems like it potentially is time consuming, right? Yeah, I work for a um, precision fab shop, so we have lasers and mills and all that stuff. So I drew, I draw in AutoCAD as well. So I um, I draw, I drew the parts up in AutoCAD. We laser cut them out at work. I purchase them through the company, just like them as my business, and then. Um, I bring them to my house and I weld all the hinges in my garage. And, um, so basically I have two welding setups in my garage, uh, shipping department, uh, R and D. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, work 60 hours a week on my regular job and, uh, probably another 50 hours a week doing this. And then I squeeze barbecue contests and the other little piece of that. So yeah, everything is cut at work bring it home. Everything is fabricated here at my house, packaged and shipped directly from my house. So you're doing 110 hours a week minimum. Yeah. Wow. I'd say. Wow. So what do you, you spend any time with those new kids or what, man? Yeah. That's why I don't have a shop. <laughs> that's why I keep it connected to the house. That way I can walk inside whenever I want. No and doubt. I got a beer fridge right here too. So yeah, that doesn't help me. No doubt. But so, yeah, I, you know, we've been, we've talked about getting a shop and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, I can't, I, I, I'd be away from the family too much. So I'm right outside the door. We're right here. So we're making it work for, for what it is right now. Plus getting a shop is going to add to overhead, right? Yeah, definitely. Keep definitely. But that opens the door for a lot, a lot of other products. So I'm kind of limited to space right now, which it's holding me back from a few things. But. Right. So there's the hinge, which can go on like uh, what the bullet style cookers. I uh, can go on ugly drum style cookers, uh, Weber kettle style grills. Now, is that the same hinge for all of those, or are they like you have to go order different ones for the different cookers? Yeah, if you go for the WSM, it'll fit the 18 and the 22. Um, but I'll also make one for the 14.5 WSM, and then the kettle. Hinge is, is different as well. It fits, but it'll fit all three sizes. I just got to change the, the mounting plate. And then I have versions that fit the UDS smokers. And uh, the kettle hinge will actually fit the UDS smoker with the Weber kettle lid on top of it. So a lot of people like to convert the convert them over and use the kettle lid. So that'll fit that. So, I mean, there's three different styles and um, pretty much covers all those smokers. When you're putting one on the kettle grill, since there isn't like a, does it come with a handle or like how do how do you open it? Um, there's actually an instruction video or a mounting video on the on the shop website of our website, uh, the shop section. But um, the way it opens is it basically pivots on a pin and then it hits a tab at the end and it slides it down and locks it into place. So you basically just lift the lid. It'll stop and, and drop into place. You just let it go, and it stays. When you're ready to close it, you just lift it up about a quarter of an inch. It disengages it, and you close it. Um, there's a quick disconnect pin in it, so if you want to take it apart and clean it or uh, you need to transport it, um, you can separate it if you want. Um, 
It also helps when traveling. The hinge keeps your lid from blowing off down the road. I've already had a couple people call and tell me that it saved their lid, so it's a little insurance policy. So you are using the handle that's on the top of the dome and then using that to pivot it up and down? Correct. Installation-wise, I mean, is it, like, pretty easy? And the how I base that is can I do it? And uh, I think my wife would be the first one to tell you that I'm the least handy person ever. So when there's drills and bits and electricity, I mean, things could go wildly wrong for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I've right. had a few people come to me and say they couldn't hit the, ha- the, the ground with a hammer, and they've <laughs> still been able to figure out how to how to install it. It comes with uh, detailed instructions and uh, has my email down at the bottom if there's any questions, and I'll, I'm happy to walk people through it to install it. But once they get it, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's fairly simple. I mean, if, if, you're, if you can read a tape measure and drill a hole, then you can, I mean, you don't need a tape measure to mount it, but it, it's that simple. And you're talking max 15 minutes, 20 minutes, if you take your time to install it. So it'll outlive the life of the grill. Uh, it's all stainless steel construction. So, I mean, it's rock solid. I'm, I'm getting an instant chat request here asking me if you have any that fit gateway drum smokers. Yes. I actually modified the UDS hinge that I have. The plate was hitting the handle and the way, the where I like to mount it, it was, was in line with the handle of the gateway. So what I did was I cut out, they were actually fit for uh, Rub Bagby's uh, um, gateways that he got. And I uh, did the prototypes for his. They just, there's a, um, like a V-notch cut out of them now, and I do all of them that way. So it fits, it's more universal and covers it. So yeah, they, they are installed on gateways. All right. So, I mean, it sounds like hinge is the way to go. Uh, do you have like generic or, or high level price points for these? Yeah, I mean, they all run about $48 a piece, $7 shipping. Um, if people want to buy in bulk, I do all the bulk pricing. And, uh, you know, I'm willing to work with whoever, help them out. How many are you shipping a week? I'm shipping now probably about 40 a week. Really? Um, batch is just a single person that, that, that are purchasing them. Um, I'm also selling to a distributor that orders a thousand hinges every three months. Wow. So, um, I'm tipping up there right around 10,000 total sold right now. So it's, uh, it's crazy. Are you like, are you at capacity right now or could you, you know, press out another 500 or a thousand if you needed to every month? Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could get more. Yeah. I got the capacity here. Um, we run unlimited amount at work. I mean, I can run 50,000 pieces if I want at work. I mean, we have the, 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 the machines to get it knocked out. So if that comes about, yeah, we can fill the work. Have you, have you been approached at all by a Weber or, you know, somebody that is looking to, to buy the, the brainchild from you yet? Is that what we're looking at potentially? Not, not Weber. I haven't been as first by Weber. I've had a couple of people talk to me about it, but yeah, not Weber. And uh, yeah, nothing, nothing that seemed too promising. But I'm still waiting on my patent, and uh, that's getting finalized as we speak. So once that's done, then I can, I'll be more willing to talk. But until that, I'm just kind of keeping it as much as I can do, and keep it all in house, and you know, 
keep it American made. And then uh, also you have the spice racks and those uh, aluminum foil uh, holders as well, right? Yeah, we've been using one of those in the trailer since we've had it, and uh, nothing. It, you know, when you're working in a cluttered space, it's re- it's easy to screw up your turn in. So we have everything up and out of the way. We've been using this foil holder in our trailer for probably six years. Took it out of our old trailer, put it in our new trailer, just kind of floated with us. And uh, people have been wanting it, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm busy with the hinges and stuff, but I'm I'm looking at other avenues to fill, and so uh, I made them and those things are selling pretty quick too. I mean, it just really cleans up your trailer, ties things up, um, or your outdoor kitchen. It's just getting everything where you know where it's at. You know, when you're in crunch time doing your turning boxes, you really want to just reach up and grab it. And when it's there, you know, makes life easier when you got it laying on your table and you got pork juice getting all over it. And it's just really, you know, a mess. And you're taking foil out of its original box and then dropping it in there. Or or how does it, fit in no you just drop the original box in there and i got the front cut down low enough to where it just uses the original cutter off the box so there's no oh. blade to get in the way nice so it just yeah just lays right in there mounts on your wall with three screws and away you go stainless steel it's got our pig etched on the front uh keeping it barbecue so it's pretty clean jason whitcomb is the pitmaster of team unknown barbecue and also the creator of these fabulous products that we've just been talking about you can check it out at unknownbbq.com slash shop and check it out. As he had said, if you've got gateway drum smokers, he can help you out there. If you have any questions, there's contact information on the website. Jay will be more than happy to uh, help you out. Maybe even like some custom stuff too, right? I mean, you're open for that. You never know. Yeah, I also do, uh, during the winter, I do chimneys and fire pits and you name it. I've built it. So i got all kinds of things. All right, uh, unknownbbq.com slash shop. Jason, really appreciate the time tonight. Uh, More importantly, appreciate you coming on as a sponsor partner, and good luck in two weeks in Madeira. Thank you, Greg. Have a good one. You too. There he is, Jason Whitcomb, Unknown Barbecue. Let me tell you, man, great guest, great energy, talking well, succinct, all the markings that make a great guest, great phone connection. That somebody emailed me last week was like, Greg, I've noticed that the interviews that I enjoy the most are the ones that I can understand, and the ones that I like the least uh, have really bad phone or Skype connections. Oh, you too? We must be related. Folks, let me talk to you about one of my favorite sponsors of all time, Cook Shack. Folks, Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you're barbecue in the backyard and competition circuit or in a five-star dining facility, Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job. And with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they are designed by a champion. Ed Fast Eddie Marin. The FEC 100, the PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 could double as a smoker and grill. 
Low and slow or hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for the money. Cookshack Residential Electric Smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you cook in your oven, you can make in a Cookshack. Passion, dedication, drives Cookshack's manufacturing. With quality always being at the forefront, get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698 or visit cookshack.com. I know. I've seen those fire pits, man. They are nifty. Nifty, to say the least. What's hashtag audio crazy? Come on, Patrick. You tell them. Tell them you heard about the hinges on the show in your email. Tell them you want a hookup. Come on. I'm going to talk to Jason. Maybe we can't get a uh, Barbecue Central show uh, existing discount while he's on his advertising part. Who knows? It's not out of the realm of possibility. All right, we're back with Doug Scheiding right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, as luck would have it. Do you have a Weber Smoky Mountain, a UDS, a kettle-style grill? Tired of taking the lid off and putting it on the ground? Yeah. Unknown Smoker Accessories has the lid solution for you, as well as some other very cool barbecue products. Visit unknownbbq.com slash shop, S-H-O-P, to see the coolness that awaits you. All products are handcrafted, stainless steel, and made in America. UnknownBBQ.com slash shop. And now, helping me close the show, the official Texas Embedded Correspondent from Texas, Doug Shiding from Rogue Cookers. Doug, how are you, buddy? I'm great, Greg. How are you tonight? Absolutely fabulous, Doug. Appreciate you joining me. And uh, I guess before we go anywhere tonight, I have to ask you, is it alarming that we're seeing people getting into animal cages at zoos and the animals are the ones being put down? Yeah, yeah that is all the rage today. But, I know. Uh, it's it's yeah, quite a controversy. I, I, here's the problem. I think humans are put in an incredibly bad situation. The zoos, whether they're in America or wherever this guy in the lion's den was, that the human beings of the zoos are put in incredibly bad situations of having to weigh, do I save this idiot that just did this? And because there's no, you're not going to be able to wrestle a lion down, you know, just enough time so the guy gets away. I mean, it's dead. It's a deadly force situation. Same thing with the gorilla in Cincinnati. So I mean, I I'm not a huge animal guy uh, per se. I mean, you know, I like to eat them. But uh, I hate to see a gorilla die because some idiot or some lions die because of But what other choice is there to make? I mean, there seems to be no other choice, though, right? Right. I oh. uh, yeah. Obviously, a tranquilizer wouldn't have worked quick quick enough. So, yeah. or, or or they were saying you shoot the gorilla with the tranquilizer. There's a chance that things are just going to fall over right on the kit. Right. Then you've made a terrible. Then you then you've made a terrible mistake. You should have shot anyway. 
So uh, what's put up like uh, hockey, uh, the plexiglass soon. So you can't do that, you know, since it just fell over the kid. I know. Yeah, in, so. You got to do something. Ev- evidently, we have to protect human beings from human beings even more than we do already. So uh, what what's the hot news down in Texas right now that you are really burning on right now? Well, it's uh, if you've been watching the news, we're we're actually flooding everywhere in oh. Texas. So we've had more cookoffs canceled this year uh, due to flooding. I mean, uh, the Brazos River is flooding right now, and uh, events where they 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 hold like the hold 'em and hit 'em was under like eight feet of water earlier, and so that's uh, that's been a huge problem uh, as of recently. So um, other things are is you know uh, Ernest Cervantes just released his line of rubs and uh, I don't know if they have academy, you know, uh, sports stores up there. Yeah, absolutely. So they've already released uh, his rub in in academy and then also a large uh, grocery chain, HEB, has uh, released his rub as well, selling it. And there's been rumors of uh, Ernest starting a restaurant here in the next uh, year or two. So I think that may be one of his uh, ultimate goals. Have you heard from him personally that he's been dying to open up a, a real restaurant? I uh, I spoke to him a, about a year ago, and that was kind of on his goal list of things to do. And uh, I saw a post on uh, Facebook uh, uh, recently, about a month ago, and he said, uh, wait for uh, 2017 in North San Antonio. Is is Texas overrun with barbecue restaurants at this point? Is that one of those things where are you going to make a sauce and you're going to make a rub, but it just seems so um, overwhelmingly involved now with so many other ones? Is that a, is that a risky – look, uh, restaurants in general, a risky business, but barbecue in Texas almost sure. seems a little bit more risque. Well, it, it, everyone in Texas, you know, a lot of people in Texas think they can barbecue, and so uh, in actuality, I'm I'm – a barbecue snob and there's only a couple of restaurants here in San Antonio barbecue restaurants that I'll even go to and uh, there's you know that's that's probably a trend is a lot of crappy barbecue restaurants open up and um, and and people think it's good but uh, that's just because they're not not very good backyard cooks themselves what's your favorite Texas barbecue restaurant not necessarily San Antonio based but just in Texas I guess Oh, in Texas, yeah. probably uh, Louis Mueller's up in Taylor. Man, their beef ribs are like two pounds each. You know, they cost 40, 45 bucks, but they are fantastic. Wow. And so from an atmosphere uh, uh, standpoint, uh, uh, I like the one in, in Dripping Springs called Salt Lake. The food is, you know, the food is decent. Um, just don't put any sauce on it. But uh, I love the atmosphere, and and it's a BYOB or it used to be, so you can bring your own beer and save the cost on that. Uh, aside from the torrential rains that are taking place in Texas right now, uh, any other hot news going on right now? Well, I, I guess over the last few months, and and I I wasn't aware of this, but uh, you know the new show Smoked is uh, actually being filmed just outside of Austin, and uh, when Harry Su- Harry Sue's going to be on one of the. Uh, one of the shows, and in fact, I think the premiere is is June first with Ernest and Robbie Royal. And uh, but when Harry Sue came came to town, I went up and uh, helped him kind of behind the scenes because he was competing against an, on a mentor challenge against Mike Davis of Laudable Barbecue. So the 
uh, they were they were meant he was uh he took one of mike's classes or something no 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 they they each brought a student and so they were oh. they the student was cooking while the mentor kind of told them what to do and things like that so uh, i believe that's what the the makeup of the challenge was so what's the edge uh robbie royal and and uh and Ernest Cervantes. Well, what do you mean? What is the edge? I mean, the isn't smoke supposed to be like somebody's got a grudge with somebody? Like, what's their oh, what's their beef? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why uh, why those two um, are, are going against each other. Actually, but uh, must be a pretty good one if they're opening up the the show with uh, with that one to start off with. Yeah, I thought the one with uh, Jeff Elser and Jim Elser was uh, odd. But, uh, I, I, you know, TV's always looking for I'm very jaded when it comes to barbecue on television anymore. So when they have, like, two brothers going up each other. or and the, Wait, was it him? Somebody was going up against Matt Barber from, like, the Florida Barbecue Association. I mean, it just seemed, a, it seemed, it seems a little contrived when you read it on paper. But, I mean, I understand. Most of these people that watch this have no idea, you know, what's going on here. So uh, It's amazing. It's amazing how little they pay the the fees for those people to be on the show. Uh, I think it was like four or five hundred bucks for them to uh, to do the show appearance and and uh, they would only pay for mileage and not flight and things like that. So uh, you'd think they'd have a little bigger budget. Well, the payoff is, you know, that you are on television. And magically the money will start draining in. So, you know, whatever. So, uh, so... Uh, my third Tuesday of the month guest is Stephen Reichlin, of course. Yes. And uh, I understand you're going to be doing some kind of appearance with him or something. Well, I'm, I'm actually, I just found out uh, a friend of mine sent, sent me a link and said, hey, do you know this guy that's coming to town? He's coming to one of the, the barbecue restaurants. It's a new restaurant. It's called Smoke, uh, uh, oddly enough, you know, Project Smoke. But I don't think there's any relation there. But uh, he's coming just for a, a fundraiser for the San Antonio Public R- Library, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna just go and and, and attend it and uh, kind of hopefully I'll be able to talk with him some. So I don't think it'll be a huge event, but uh, maybe a hundred people or so. All right, uh, upcoming class wise, what do you have in the in the shoot there? Uh, actually, uh, I'm going to CJ has a class in the month, and I'm going to attend uh, his class. And um, uh, I'm going to uh, Chad Ward. I'm going to go attend a class up at uh, Traeger headquarters uh, this weekend and heckle Chad Ward from the back of the class. And then I'm going to teach a teach a class uh, next week on June 9th. And then uh, Diva Q is actually coming to Texas and teaching uh, four or five classes uh, as well. And uh, and then I'll be teaching another class at the end of the month. So um, June will be pretty busy with with barbecue. Now you are personally attending Clarence Joseph's class, like on your own. Yes, that's correct. So yeah. what are you looking to get out of that? I mean, you're a world championship pit master. What, what, what do you look to gain out of taking class? If I can pick up just one or two, maybe three items of techniques or something that someone else is doing, um, then it's worth it to me. So I just kind of want to see what other pit masters are, are doing. I've, I've only really taken one class, Craig Sherry's class, and uh, picked up several, several different uh, tips or techniques on what he does. And so that's what I look for is just one or two items. And do you think, like, like what's the, the class that's helped you the most? Has it been Craig's class, you think? 
Yeah, and well, that, that's been the only one I've I've barbecue class I've taken. Um, uh, I've taken other culinary type type classes, but um, yeah, Craig's class. You know, I I wasn't one for the you know the parquet kind of thing, and you know they they use a lot of the parquet to to really get the softer bark on ribs and. And there were a couple of things in chicken that that helped me as well. Have you used or tried that uh, Victory Lane stuff, that butter bath and and rub yet? No, or I haven't. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I met them at uh, at Memphis in May, but um, yeah, that's that's somewhat intriguing. But uh, I I don't know anyone down here that's using it. But uh, not to say that that would stop me from buying it. But uh, just just haven't really purchased it yet. That almost seems, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. So. Excuse my ignorance, but that almost that product almost seems anti-Texas for whatever. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Almost like how a lot of guys are still using offsets down there, and they're not using the Wagyu beef and all that other stuff. Right. Butter bath and wrap just seems like anti-Texas barbecue. You, you might get a boot up your ass if you pull that out. Well, yeah, you know, and I, I kind of get that anyway. You know, with uh, with my name of Rogue Cookers and cooking on a pellet cooker, uh, I'm I'm always looked at as a little uh, little different anyway. I mean, what gives with that? Just because Texas is Texas and this is the way we've done it, or or what? Like no progressive thought. Off offset cookers just dominate the uh, the the competition scene down here. You know, we're you know uh, men are men, and you know we we have to stay up all night and beat our chest and things like that. Hell, I like to get a little sleep, drink a little bourbon on Friday, and you know get get a good three four hours sleep on on Friday night. But uh, the last cookoff I went to last weekend. Uh, there were three pellet cookers. There was myself, uh, someone uh, that was cooking next to me on a fast eddy, and then there was a, a yoder. I actually hadn't seen a yoder up up, uh, up close and personal, and man, that thing is a beast. Yeah, the thing's real nice, right? Yeah, yeah, it's real heavy. Let me drop right back to cooking classes here real quick. Do you feel, I mean, you're a successful pit master, do you feel that there's a criteria that has to be met in order for you We'll say you uh, to go out and solicit people to to take a class. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it in conjunction with Traeger because Traeger asked me to do it, and I'm one of the you know the few pitmasters that uh, that has done that. Would I go off and do it on my own? No, I don't. I don't think I've really earned the you know the the stripes to to do that. And and truthfully, I I like to keep some things to myself, and and I'm not going to tell everybody exactly my recipe that I'm doing and. And those sorts of things, because that's that's kind of personal and and something I want to keep to myself. So I I wouldn't do it as a you know as a you know something I would offer. Well, I agree with that because I would never share anything with everybody if I was a successful pitmaster. Uh, Doug, can I hold you over uh, for a break real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit about some trends and some Memphis and May. Absolutely. All right, hold on one second here, and uh, we'll be back with uh, Doug Shiding here in just one second. But first, I'm going to talk to you about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue, the number one dealer of Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs, from flavor like Sweet Money to Happy Ending. Their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition, period. 
Don't think that they can just be pigeonholed in competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known, they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain called BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. With four of the nine rubs on their permanent menu, amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs are a proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa's also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense, defying conventional wisdom. These two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Also, the online meat locker, top quality meats from Snake River Farms. They're looking at bringing you the best flavors on the market. Always looking at bringing you the new kids on the block for this barbecue season, so keep an eye out for that. Also, Big Papa has created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind that Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all this with only five years of being in the biz, turning competition barbecue on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, and becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. Website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. By the way, Sterling Ball winning another competition this past weekend. Congratulations to him. Again, BigPapaSmokers.com. And we're back with Doug Shiding right after this. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Doug Chiding joining me. And hanging with me through the break here. A couple minutes left here, Doug. So I know you attended Memphis in May. I was just talking with Robin Lindars in the first hour, kind of getting her recap. What were your some of your best takeaways at Memphis in May? Uh, I was actually hosted by a team, uh, Rebel Roaster Review, or R3Q. Rob Harwell uh, had invited me to attend. And, and besides the presentations and things like that that uh, Robin spoke about, one of the interesting things that I, I saw is the, the teams that didn't make the finals, you know, after the first cut, they, um, they were doing everything possible for those teams that did make the finals. If they needed anything like R3Q, they gave sauce bowls, you know, cause they have to do the presentation for four judges. And so they didn't have four sauce bowls. So they gave another team uh, sauce bowls. They also helped uh, give some of their decorations away because everything's kind of you know a, a dog and pony show for the for the presentation. So I actually thought that was pretty cool that uh, they were they were willing to help so much, and uh, a lot of other teams seem to be doing that as well. Were, were you surprised that some of the big names didn't even make it to the finals this year? Yeah, I was a little surprised. You know, obviously Tuffy, but uh, you know the first round, the seventy uh, percent of the first round score was made up of the uh, blind box. So the the only 30% was made up of the three judge judges presentation. So it's a little bit of a wild card when when that happens. So uh, Doug, what do you see trend wise here over the next or what have you been seeing and, and what do you think might be happening for the rest of the season? Well in here in Texas uh, uh, there's a thing called Kids Q Nation and a lot of the the bigger cookoffs are having Kids Q in combination with 
with the uh, the cook-off. So uh, right after brisket turn in, they'll give the kids pork chops and you know they've they've got grills and everything, and they might have 50, 60 uh, uh, kids competing in that, and the parents seem to uh, take more pride and pleasure in their kid, you know, doing well in that. So um, hopefully they give the pork chops just before uh, the the turn in. Uh, so that there's no uh, marinating by the, you know, the parents and things like that. So, parents are the bane of existence in competition <laughs> and kids, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Doug Scheiding is the pitmaster of Rogue Cookers and the official embedded reporter for Texas when it comes to this show. Doug, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. You bet. Thanks for having me on, Greg. You appreciate got it. it. There he is, Doug Scheiding, the pitmaster of Rogue Cookers. Doug's a pro, man. He gets out right on time. No need to worry about if he's going to press over, not overly work. Look, I'm just having good guests tonight. I'm having a streak of good guests. Heaven forbid. It's got to go right for me sometime, right? Of course. All right, let's wrap it up and get out of here. All the way back in the first hour. Sorry, something just jumped off my page here. All the way back in the first hour. We talked with Scott Thomas from Grillin' Fools. 123,000 Instagrammers. Check them out. We talked with Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl. Grillgirl.com, her website. We're going to try and hook up a 4th of July segment here in just a couple weeks, so stay tuned for that. Thanks to Robin. Then in the second hour, we talked with Jason Whitcomb, official new sponsor of this show. Hinges. Foil holders, spice racks, all great stuff for your competition trailer or, you know, your barbecue area at the home. UnknownBBQ.com slash shop. Check him out. I'll try and work on a discount that we can post up as well. I know Patrick's waiting for a discount. Patrick, you're waiting for a discount, right? Of course. And helping me close the show, Rogue Cookers Pitmaster, Doug Shiding, official Texas correspondent for the Barbecue Central Show. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.